Hello, everyone. Welcome to It's the Real Deal podcast. My name is Caleb Gartsky, and you probably already guessed it. I am super excited to be sharing the word with you today. So I have been just meditating on the word and thinking about, um, really, who said, who said in your life. And who has that final word of authority in your life over literally your health, over your finances, over every area of your life? And uh, yeah, I'm just thinking through that really nobody has the right uh, in your life except for God. God alone deserves the position to say whether something lives or dies. Um, God alone and his uh, and what they what it says about you it should be the final authority in our life and you know that should be honestly that should be our tendency is to just believe what god has said but i know because of circumstances and because of things that happen it can shake us and when that happens no matter who it is um it just shows that we were not solid on the word. And I have to admit, in 2020, there have been some things that got uh, really shaken in my life. But I'm sure that's you know not uncommon. I'm not trying to put myself up on a, a pedestal in any way because that's not, that's not good. I'm definitely not trying to glorify that. And again, a lot of people went through a lot of stuff in 2020. It was a very interesting year a very memorable year. And some of that has even carried over into 2021. And I think I mentioned this on another podcast. I think people were just hoping that everything would just kind of end at the end of the year. All this the junk with the COVID um, mandates and just everything, literally. Like, I've talked to so many people that have had family issues um, that happened, that started in 2020. It's crazy, literally, how many... Um, similarities like that, uh, that people have been dealing with. And yeah, just, um, thinking through, um, what a crazy year it was and, uh, the shaking that happens. And when we get shaken, it shows, um, our foundation was not as solid as it, as it needed to be. I'm not saying we weren't saved and I'm not saying we weren't built upon the rock, but we might've built, you know, partially, we might've been getting like off the rock a little bit. Um, and we might have, you know, we need to re, reassure up that um, foundation, and we need to get some some mortar out, and we may need to get some new block. Um, of course, at the same time, <laughs> uh, Jesus is the rock, and He is solid. Really, what we need to do is the foundation is not the problem. The foundation is solid, and it and it doesn't have a problem. But what we need to do is put ourselves back on it, uh, put ourselves back on the rock. Um, it's like what the scripture says about, um, whoever falls on this rock, remember this, whoever falls on this rock, and I want to go ahead and read it here so that I don't misquote it in any way. So I'm looking here in Matthew chapter 21, that's where we find it, Matthew chapter 21, and I believe it's verse 44, yeah verse 44, so Matthew chapter 21, verse 44, 
This is the New King James Version. And it says, and whom, oh, sorry, sorry. It says, and whoever falls on this stone will be broken. But who, whomever it falls, but on whomever it falls, it will grind him to powder. I'm going to read it one more time. This is the New King James. And whoever falls on this stone will be broken. But on whomever it falls, it will grind him to powder. So if we, now there's a lot that could be said about this verse, I'm sure. But for me, what I'm getting from this um, is the simple fact that when we fall on the stone of Jesus, and we put everything on Jesus, our entire life upon the stone, upon the rock. You know, this rock, this stone that the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone. So as we put our life on that chief cornerstone and we build upon that, we will not go wrong. But whomever this stone falls on, it will grind him to powder. And I, I think that's more of like the judgment, at least for me. This is what, again, I'm sure there's tons of things that are, are in here that I have not seen yet. I'm not trying to pretend that I know it all in any way. And I'm just, just looking at this, and this was my kind of initial thought on this when I read this. Um, uh, I kind of read this again fresh and anew probably a, a few weeks ago even. And I've kind of just been meditating on this. And that's kind of what's just kept coming up to me is that you know we fall on this stone and we are we are safe but um you know we'll be broken uh, but in a way of the lord you know breaking off the uh the terrible things off of our lives we'll be maybe broken to this world but in him we are complete we are whole in Christ and Christ is our healer he is our deliverer he is the savior of the world and if you fall on Jesus you God is not going to hurt you. God is not going to harm you. God only has good things for you and I. So trust that. Trust that. Put your full confidence and trust in God that he wants good for you. But he's going to break off those bad things for sure. But on whomever this thing, this stone, sorry, not this thing, this stone of Jesus, whomever this stone falls on will grind him to powder and that really, just that, wow, you you don't want to be crushed. <laughs> There's some different versions here too that say crushed. Um, we'll uh, scatter him like dust. Um, the Amplified uh, says he will, um, um, but he on whom it falls will be crushed. And so, yeah, that's, that's what I was um, yeah, referring to. But anyway... So I just wanted to really, just want to look at that and note that because I think that's that's important. Matthew chapter 21 verse 44. I believe that's very important. And yeah, but who said? Who said that um, we have to be in this state of of just like despair and just worry and just constant fear and uncertainty there's been so much of that in this past, especially this past year. But of course, that's been a thing that's happened throughout all creation. 
because the devil's in the world. Ever since the fall, ever since Adam and Eve sinned, sin came into the world, death came into the world, destruction, and the devil had authority. The devil only has authority that we give him. Literally, the devil, I, I used to be uncertain about this. Okay, so I'd heard people say the devil is nothing, he doesn't have any power. But then you see people that get sick or they get hurt. And you're like, how is this happening? You know, if, and it's a lie of the enemy, but you're thinking if God, if God is in control, right? Or if God is, um, at least he's the one that can do something, right? But the devil has no power. So literally the devil, he's been disarmed. God disarmed him, made an open spectacle of him, like paraded him as a prisoner and said, look at this guy. He is nothing. He has been defeated. Um, and yeah, he's done. He's absolutely finished. But then you see bad things happening and you're wondering, well, then is God doing this? But I've heard God is only good. Well, think about this. It is true that the enemy has been completely defeated, completely defeated. And he literally has no authority except what people give him. Just like in the garden, if you think about it, why didn't the devil, if he's so great and so powerful, why couldn't he just go in there and take control of the garden? Why couldn't he just, just you know, bring death in there? You know, bring, bring uh, his, the fallen angels, you know, bring the other, uh, the other demons with him and just go in there and just, you know, destroy the garden, tear apart the tree of life. You just tear apart everything, just start killing the animals, killing, trying to kill Adam and Eve. Why didn't he just go in there and do that? Well, he doesn't have authority to do it unless people, unless God or people give him that authority. God has delegated authority to mankind. We were made in the image of God. We were made literally just a little lower than God, Elohim. If you go and look up that scripture where it talks about um, being made a little lower than the angels, it actually, the translators did not apparently want to put in Elohim, put in God, because they thought, we can't put that in. That's ridiculous that we'd be a little lower than God. I mean, I assume that's that's the reason because it is literally translated Elohim, but they put in angels. So yeah, uh, it's in Psalm, it's in Psalm eight, I believe it's verse six, um, or maybe no, sorry, Psalm eight, verse five. Uh, it says, and this is. The NIV, it says, you have made them a little lower than the angels and crowned them with glory and honor. Uh, but if you go to uh, like the Amplified, it says, yet you have made him a little lower than God and you have crowned him with glory and honor. And there's actually, in the original Hebrew, the Old Testament was written in Hebrew. The New Testament was written in Greek. Um, I, I believe primarily anyway. But that is where it's being translated from. The Hebrew, Psalms 8 verse 5, is being translated from Hebrew. And it says Elohim. And it is translated God. Um, yet you made him a little lower than God. And you have crowned him with glory 
and honor, which is just awesome to think about. And it actually, at the same time, is very, very humbling, very humbling and very like, just wow to think about. Like if we literally have a position just a little lower than God, that is what a responsibility, honestly, what a responsibility to complete the mission at hand, to complete what God has put in us to do. That, that wonderful thing that God is putting you to do, do it and, and do it with reverence towards the Lord and do it with asking him how to do this because he knows the best way to do it. He's put that in you not to trouble you, that gifting. He's put in you not to make it about how is this going to happen. God put that in you because he wants you to do that and he is going to fulfill it if he gave it to you. He's going to bring it to pass. Just don't worry. Don't fear. Don't yield to fear. That is a huge thing. Jesus was, oh wow, so many times that he mentioned, do not fear and only believe. Even in the face of death, he told Jairus, don't fear. Only believe. Only believe. And your daughter will live. In the face of some of the worst situations ever, God is telling people, don't fear. So if we think about the responsibility that we have, and if we think about that the devil really cannot control us, cannot make us just do whatever, he can't just come in and rule our life. He can't come in and just, um, just run us over. He can't just do that. He has to have our cooperation. Otherwise, he would just destroy the earth. He would literally, he hates God and he hates you so much if he could just burn the earth apart, if he could just, if he could just light it on fire and just, just melt it, if he could just, um, if, you know, if he could just destroy, it, if he could just tear it apart, he hates everything about God, and he, and you're a part of God. You've been made in the image of God, and you're literally like in second. You were like in second rank, second rank, uh, below the Godhead, below the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Then it's us. That is such a huge responsibility. Huge, huge. We have taken that way too lightly. And people just, you know, God made the whole world with his words. In Proverbs 18, uh, 21, I believe, it says that death and life are in the power of our tongue. And those who love it will eat the fruit thereof. Those who love to speak that way are going to reap that fruit the people that just really like to say a certain thing, you're going to reap the fruit of that eventually unless you dig up that seed, unless you kill that plant, which you can kill it because death and life are in the power of your tongue. So even if you've sown bad seed, even if, even if I've sown bad seed, we can still kill it. You don't have to reap everything that you've sown. Jesus reaped our sin because we sowed sin. And boy, did we sow it. Man, we sowed sin like crazy. And God came and reaped our sin and took it and destroyed it, burned it, threw it back in the pit of hell where it belongs, back with the devil where it belongs. The devil is the father of lies. He only lies. And that's why I'll just mention this real quick. <laughs> this is not to, uh, this is really in love, in so much love. And the only reason I'm saying it is because the Lord is coming back for a holy church. Be holy as he is holy. He is coming back for a perfect church. He wants us to be spotless, blameless, and the blood of Jesus has destroyed every sin. We can't work hard enough to earn our salvation. 
But, you know, you think about Jesus and how he lived on the earth. Jesus never lied, and Jesus never uh, just, you know, made a, um, spoke lightly of lying. You know, he didn't just like, oh, yeah, it's okay, like, or it's okay, you know, to to not do the works of God. No, he got after the disciples harshly when it's like, when they couldn't cast out the demon. It was like, uh, I believe it's in Mark chapter 9, Mark chapter 9, um, where Jesus tells the Father, if you can believe, all things are possible for him who believes. And, you know, that's pretty harsh. You know, that seems pretty harsh. Um, but, you know, Jesus got after his disciples uh, for just not, you know, doing that. For not That's kind of a big deal, I think, you know, on the scale of healings, casting out a demon that... Um, you know, it, it's not hard to cast out a demon, but you just think about like, well, just praying for people, but that are just you know standing still, just being normal. But you know this here, you know the demons like throwing the kid everywhere. It's like a seizure, and um, you know seizures are kind of a even that's just kind of a scary thing, you know, in a in a natural sense. Um, so yeah, Jesus though cuts them no slack and says, listen, how long am I gonna have to bear with you? How long am I going to have to be with you? Bring him to me. And uh, that's what we should have the attitude when we go out um, in Mark chapter 16. As we go out to do the things that God told us to do. To lay hands on the sick and watch them recover. Remember, we are bringing this problem to Jesus. Bring the problem to Jesus. We are an instrument in the hands of God. We are uh, the hands and feet of Jesus on the earth for the Holy Spirit. We're a channel for the Holy Spirit to work through. I know I'm I'm fitting a lot in here. <laughs> I have a lot to say. I haven't done a podcast for a little while. Glory to the name of Jesus forever and ever and ever. So I just was going to say really quickly, um, but yeah, just remember, bring the problem to Jesus. Jesus has got the answer. He never fails. He never fails. Does not lie. Um, these games, board games and things, card games that involve lying, I'm not a big fan of that. I don't believe that God would be a huge fan of it. Not saying that I've never played them. Uh, I have, and I've done my best to not lie. But, uh, yeah, they're not the greatest. Um, And I'm not picking on anybody at all, because obviously, like I said, I've played it before. I've played them before, and every time I've done it, I feel, in my heart, just kind of convicted about it. And, um, you know... Lying was never a thing before the devil came on the scene, okay? So, he is the father of lies. He invented lying. The devil is a thief. He's a liar. He is just scum, okay? I'm just going to admit that. I'm just going to say that. Yeah, I'm going to say that. Uh, He's scum, and I don't want to be like scum. So, I'm not calling anybody that (laughs) by any means. If you played those games, or if you really like those games, please... I'm not trying to be mean to you. Um, just that's between you and the Lord, really. I don't really have. I'm not gonna tell you what to do, <laughs> but I am highly suggesting to not play those games. Um, yeah, glory to God. God is good. God is good. I love you guys too. Yeah, I'm not trying to be hard on you. Um, so I was thinking then, just we're gonna go back to the garden here and how the devil could not control Adam and Eve. It's only through man, mankind, men and women giving authority to the devil. And actually, if you think about it, the devil had to get 
both Adam and Eve. Even though they were one, technically, he got both of them. He deceived both of them into eating of it. And uh, that's, ugh, that's, that's sad. Um, he got them both to give up their authority. And so, I believe it's in Revelation chapter 17. I'm actually going to look it up here. But Revelation chapter 17, um, starting verse 12, it says, and I, I'm not trying to get into all the symbolism here, but I really want to focus on the authority part of this. Revelation chapter 17, verse 12 the ten horns which you saw are ten kings who have received no kingdom as yet, but they receive authority for one hour as kings with the beast. These are the one uh, these are of one mind, and they will give their power and authority to the beast. These will make war with the lamb, and the lamb ha ha will overcome them, of course he will, yes. <laughs> for he is Lord of lords and King of kings, and those who are with him are called chosen and faithful. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Glory to God. This is awesome. But yeah, focus on just real quickly with me that they give their authority to the beast. And we do see where... Um, I believe it's the dragon gives some authority to the beast. It might be in Revelation chapter 13. Um, but anyway, we don't need to get into all of that right now. But I do believe that's how it was. Um, the dragon. Yeah, he gave authority to the beast. Um... There's a lot in Revelation, and I don't want to try to you know, figure all that out right now. Um, it's definitely something that I'm pursuing to learn, and I'm wanting to go through and have started some different uh, series on Revelation, but uh, I definitely want to study up on that more before I try to bring an interpretation of certain things. Um, but yeah, you have the Holy Spirit. That's the awesome thing. We all have the Holy Spirit as born-again believers. And we can all learn uh, from the Holy Spirit directly from the Lord. And that's one of those awesome blessings. Uh, that, we can, that we can commune with the Lord. That we can literally have fellowship with the Lord. The Lord of Lords. The King of Kings. And we are called chosen and faithful. Yes, we are. <laughs> we are the chosen. We are the chosen and faithful. Glory to God. Glory to the name of Jesus. Um, so, let's see here. I want to wrap this up, and I just want to go back to what I began with. Who said, who said, I think I'm going to need to bring this over to another podcast, um, some of this. But, basically, um, just thinking through, uh, this Really, the idea of who said, who said this, when you can just say with confidence, it's the Lord, the Lord said, and that's why I'm doing this. It's because of the Lord. That, I mean, that really separates, um, you know, the men from the boys, uh, the, 
you know, the, the ladies from the girls. Uh, it, it just separates true believers and true non-believers when you can just say, yeah, I know in whom I have believed. I'm confident in whom I have believed. You think about Abraham and how long he waited for Isaac. It was 25 years. Okay, people, it was 25 years from the time when God first said, you are going to have a son. And he is, you know, from him, you're going to have this great inheritance. You know, all the nations are going to be blessed. You're going to have a great, great inheritance. Uh, As many as stars of the heavens, the sand on the seashore, you will have descendants. And it took 25 years before Abraham and Sarah finally just believed God. And it literally, you you think about it, it's getting more and more impossible as it goes on. But it's already impossible because they're already not able to have kids. You know, they're already 90. They're already in their 90s and not, um, they haven't had any kids. So you think about, you know, just even back in that day, they should have had a lot of kids. You know, there's no birth control at all. So it's like, there's a problem. But God is the God of miracles. And God loves to show off. He loves to do things and confound the wise. He likes to use the foolish things to confound the wise. And that's what he does. That's the God we serve and the glory. He is a jealous God. He's jealous for us and he wants the glory for himself. He wants the glory because he is God. And he deserves the glory, certainly. Certainly he deserves the glory. But he is not wanting to share that with anybody. And so sometimes he will orchestrate things so that um, basically he will get the praise he deserves. So um, I don't know what you're facing right now, but I want to encourage you to not be overwhelmed and to focus on what God has said and, and really question your situation and say, who said in this situation? Did someone else say Did someone else say that I can't do this? Well, who are they? Who's the doctor? Who is your banker? I mean, who is, you know, they're they're not trying to be mean, I don't think. They're just doing their job. But who are they? And how much trust do you put in what they say? Because God alone deserves that final decision in every area. I mean, I'm literally talking about every single area. God deserves the praise and he deserves the position of final authority. Um, really, you know, you have the Holy Spirit, so you can hear him. John chapter 10 talks about we are his sheep and we know his voice. As strangers, we don't follow. And, you know, he has put his spirit in us because he wants to be with us and abide with us forever. I mean, that's just wonderful to think about, like, why, (laughs) in some ways, why would he want to be with us forever? But that's how much he loves you. That's how much he loves you. He wants to be with you forever. So as you go forth, think about, you don't have to be afraid to, like if you haven't heard an exact, you know, specific answer on something, you know, God is most likely speaking, but even if we're not hearing every single thing, you don't have to be condemned or worried. Uh, If you have to move forward with a decision, Pray about it. Follow the peace as much as possible that you can. And the peace, you know, listen though from the inside, not from your natural thinking, not from your five senses, 
not trying to process everything in the natural. I'm talking about think on the word, read the word. And that's a great way when you need to make a decision. And even when you don't need to make a decision, be in preparation, read the word of God, put the word in because that is literally God speaking. That is God's words to you. So as you put that in, you're going to, it's going to be even easier to hear his voice because that, yeah, that's him. Hallelujah. That's him. So just focus on him so much and block out the problem. And it's easier said than done, but you can do it. You can do it. We can all do it. And just, just block out that decision you have to make and just focus on what God is doing, what God has said in his word and what, and he will direct you by his peace. In Colossians chapter three, verse 15, it says, let the peace of God rule in your heart like an umpire. Uh, an umpire has to make a split second decision on what he saw. And that's what the Holy Spirit's going to do. He's going to make a split second decision for you in your situation. He's going to give you the wisdom. He's going to, he, he's already given you the mind of Christ. You have the mind of Christ. You know what to say. You know what to do. You only say what you hear the Father say. You only do what you see your Father do. You, you say what he says. You do what he does. You act like your Father. You're an imitator of God as a dear child, as it talks about in Ephesians. So just remember, just remember, don't focus on the problem. Focus on Jesus. Remember, who said, question the situation. Who said, you know, the, the banker may be saying, you don't have enough money. The doctor may be saying your health is not good. The uh, the relationship might be saying it's 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 not good. Uh, like whether it's family or you know whether it's like dating or whatever it is. The marriage, you know, it it may be you know not looking good. Maybe looking like divorce. It doesn't matter the situation. Listen, God loves you so much, and He has not taken His eyes off of you. He's not turned His face away. He's not turned his ear away. He hears your cry. He hears your heart. He sees you. He knows you. You are so important to him and he has not forgotten about you. I feel like someone needs to hear that. God has not forgotten about you. God knows right where you are. He knows what you're going through. Remember how Jesus wept over Jerusalem. Remember how he groaned within himself at Lazarus's tomb. He was sorry that people did not want to listen to him, but he was also sorry that people had to go through these problems, and he is mad at the enemy, and he knows, he knows, he is there with you, and he sees your sincerity. Trust me, he sees you, he knows you, okay? Don't question that, don't question that. He is right there with you. He, he knows the plans that he has for you. They're good plans, plans to prosper you, not to harm you, to, to bring about a hope and a future in your life, to bring about good things in your life. Jeremiah 29, 11. Oh, God is so, so good. Um, maybe I would just suggest that really quick. If, you, if that was for you, uh, that you need to hear that. We all need to hear that from time to time. That's um, a great encouragement. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you. That is awesome. I did not have that planned whatsoever. Um, hallelujah. Hallelujah to God. So, yes, yes. Go read Jeremiah. Go read like 29, 30, like probably through like verse or through chapter 33, maybe like from 29 to 33. 
Uh, those it's just some awesome stuff in there, and I believe it'll bless you. Uh, so yeah, uh, I'm kind of running out of time here. I think I'm already kind of past time. Um, but I just want to encourage you to not let go of your confidence. It has great reward. It has great reward. Hebrews chapter 10, uh, verse 35, it says, Therefore, do not cast away your confidence, which has great reward. Uh, for we have need of endurance, so that after we have done the will of God, we may receive the promise. And it says, it goes on to say, uh, For yet a little while, and he who is coming will come and will not tarry. Now the just shall live by faith, but if anyone draws back, my soul has no pleasure in him. And then I believe it's verse 39 that says, But we are not of those who draw back to perdition, but of those who believe to the saving of the soul. Hallelujah. Yes, don't cast away your confidence. God is so, so good. And He knows what you're going through. And He loves you so, so much. So, yeah, just remember how much God loves you. Just remember the great plans he has for you. Don't cast away your confidence. Stay strong in the word. Stay strong. Stay strong. Trusting him. Believing him. So, I want to pray for you really quick. Um, and yeah, I want to pray for you and then and bless you. And then, yeah, just go have a wonderful day. Because God is, God is so good and he loves you so, so much. Glory to his name forever. Father, I just thank you so much for these people that are listening, that take the time to listen to this podcast. You are so good, Father. You are so, so good. And they're here for the word. They are here after your heart. Uh, Lord, bless them. I call them blessed. I thank you that you have blessed them. And I thank you that your Holy Spirit is strong within them, strong within them, Rising up, rising up, and oh, just taking the place. Thank you, Lord. It's taken. It's taken that place that it it belongs. And I thank you for the people giving you that place fully. I thank you, Lord, for your love for them, for your for your heart for them, and I just thank you for watching over them, protecting them. Father God, you are so wonderful, so good, and we just give you. All the praise, all the glory, all the honor. We worship you, Lord, and we worship none other. We praise you and bless your holy name. All glory to you, God. We trust you. We trust your plan. We know that you are good. We know that you love us. And we know that no weapon formed against us will prosper. We take our authority, according to Luke ten nineteen over the devil and over his plans and we condemn those plans and we rise up and we condemn those words of judgment that have been spoken over us as it talks about in Isaiah 54:17 I thank you Lord that no weapon formed against us will prosper and we do condemn every word of judgment that's been spoken against us and I say it does not come to pass every evil word falls to the ground it does not produce fruit it does not it does not produce fruit. Those seeds of evil things that have been spoken over us, they are dead. Those seeds are dead in Jesus' name. They do not produce only good good fruit, good words that have been spoken by you, Lord. Those produce fruit in us. Those come to pass. 
and I call these people blessed right now. Blessed of you, Lord, and increasing in every good way, in every good thing, uh, in their finances, in their health, in their relationships, in every single way. Spiritually, thank you, Lord, you have blessed us. We are perfect spiritually. Thank you, Father, we're perfect in our spirit, and uh, our soul. I thank you, Lord, for restoring our soul. As um, it talks about in the Psalms, I Father, Father, I thank you for restoring our soul. Thank you, Father, that you lead us by that path, by still waters. You lead us in green pastures. You lead us and you guide us. Thank you, Lord. Your word is a lamp to our feet, a light to our path. We know where to go. We know what to do. And we will not let our lights, uh, our lamps burn out. Absolutely not. We are like those five virgins, Father God, we are like them that keep our lamps burning. Keep them burning, Father, for you. And we go about and we are productive servants for your kingdom, Father God. Just like those two servants that went and actually did something with the money that you gave them, Father. We go forth with our talents and with the, the things that you have given us, Father. And we go forth and we produce fruits worthy worthy of righteousness. We are oaks of righteousness planted by the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, that you have blessed us. You are increasing us every single day. And I thank you, Lord, that we are healthy and whole physically and financially as well. Father God, I just thank you. And I just love to bless these people. They are so awesome. And I just call you blessed, blessed, blessed and increasing in every good thing. Hallelujah, hallelujah, amen, 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 glory to God. Guys, thank you for joining me today. Ah, the strength of the Lord is here, hallelujah. I know this one went long, but it was it was worth it, hallelujah. Yes, ha <laughs> ha, glory to God. So, uh, just go and have an awesome day, uh, awesome night, awesome, um, wherever you are, wherever you're listening to this, I just, yeah, have an awesome time. Remember, remember that the word of God, it's the real deal. Glory to God, it's the real deal.